0: Earlier in the week, I was planning to start the show uh, talking about the Supreme Court for different reasons than today. Hmm. Did that, uh, much like
1: today's daily episode, well, test, tomorrow's daily episode being recorded today
0: evidently got scrapped. Yeah, I just keep the news on in the background, and and I was like, you know, it's like another breaking news alert, and I was like, oh, because uh, I hadn't, I'd been out of the loop, and I hadn't read any of the reports, because like, this is is this the end of the judicial session like isn't there always like there there's um there's a busy season for the supreme Court when
1: <laughs> yes uh-huh
0: yeah tax tax season <laughs> yeah it's 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 year end close for them, and they're um they do the thing where like they just release like ten opinions in like two weeks yes is this so the, it?
1: the the technical term is well term, and so yes this this is the end of this year's supreme Court term, and what was notable about the sequence of events this morning is the last decision of the term was given, and then the judges, um, you know, left the courtroom, and there were no announcements of retirements, which is typically how it goes. Um, a judge will, you know, announce his, retire- his or her retirement at the end of the term. And so I saw headlines around that. And I thought, okay, whew, good. we're We're good for at least another term. And then, yeah, like... I get your thing in in the thing like an hour later, and I'm like, well, what 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 the fuck? We just established that we were okay, and now now we're not okay.
0: Yeah, so I've been anxiously refreshing the New York Times and stuff today, and and, and the one the, the 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 homepage of the New York Times is, is sometimes a little static, and today it has been one of the headlines that I just it's it's been there most of the day. Trump gets chance to influence American life for generations, which. Is, <sighs> Not great. So we're not actually going to talk about that kind of stuff. So th- this this week is this this week is fucked, um, and and and, and uh, that's including against last week when it you know it was, it was the the child prisons. Yeah. So we're not going. Um, we're not going to talk about any of this. But I'm going to just I'm going
1: to you want to you want to ask me you want to ask me that question you started last week's show again about whether I think things are better or worse than expected?
0: No no okay. I don't I don't All ask right. questions I don't want answers to okay because um, it, it wouldn't go well or it, it would reaffirm a lot of stuff but in light <laughs> oh it's another thing I forgot to ask you offline okay in light of like do, do you feel good about yesterday's upset in the house race in New York um
1: <sighs> no okay
0: Good. I mean no, I I'm, I'm glad hmm. no, cuz here's the thing. Well, or, or, or yeah, go for it.
1: Okay. Well, I I'm conflicted because on one hand, something that I don't particularly love about the Democratic Party now and there there was a good episode of the Daily about this a week or two back where the DCCC has requested certain candidates to drop out of races if it felt like they weren't well funded enough or didn't have Good enough name recognition compared to some of the other candidates, and they were worried about splitting the vote in too many different ways and i'm 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 very uncomfortable with that idea of it's only people with certain monetary backing or with certain name recognition or certain you know connections with the existing party structure that get to run, especially you know given the Democratic Party is allegedly supposed to be you know open to everyone Mm -hmm. um so in that sense i kind of like the story but on the other hand i'm not sure a candidate like that is necessarily what's going to broaden the appeal of the party
0: Yes, so I'm not going to give. Uh, I, I have, I think, too strong and maybe controversial opinions about this, so I'm not going to do that. But I, I think what you said at the very end kind of nails it. Is that I think, I think, I think, I think we're all fucked because, like, uh, it, because of the Democratic Party's ineffectiveness for a lot of reasons, and and it's kind of it was brought to a head with 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 this election and also kind of the 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 unsuccessful Clinton campaign. Is that like, there's there's two, like, polarized – or there's two competing factions, which is either we go for kind of the middle-of-the-road compromise thing um, that some Democrats want to play ball for. And I forget who – I think it was an is interview or report I was watching earlier tonight about – is her name Ocasio? what What is – what's her name? It's
1: another one of those it's, names it's a hyphenated that name, but... I have read a bunch, but I don't
0: think I've ever actually said out loud, so – not going to attempt that the first time, here. Uh, it's Alexandria ocasio cortez okay, but I knew it was a hyphenated name, but it's it's either you go for the compromise thing and somebody was uh brought up a quote or uh, something that um is it Claire McCaskill who uh, I'm probably getting this all all mixed up it, well, okay, yeah, it was her where it's kind of like we we have to go into compromise mode to to actually get closer to what we need. And that, then, that's an opinion a lot of people can have. And then there's also what seems to be kind of like the Bernie Sanders effect, where there's a lot of people that's being like, "Okay, the compromise message isn't work isn't working, so we just have to go hard to the left and go to like quasi socialist policies to just get this kind of like populism like against the one percent thing, and like that's what's going to rile people up. And I think having and like just like uh, splintering the vote against a lot of people who just don't care, which which is the the like the thirty three percent that's been sticking with uh, Orange McGee over there, like I think we're still going to end up getting screwed, because like we're st- we're not going to we're not all going to coalesce behind one specific message. We're going to have a bunch of people, and this goes to kind of what we were talking about last week, where there's a bunch of people who are constantly complaining that the Democrats and the liberal part and 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 the left aren't going to hard enough against the left or or like not going um, like towards that type of like super socialist policy that kind of like uh, Bernie Sanders was going after, and therefore we don't win at all.
1: Yeah, I think there's a void of ideas, and I think there's a void for candidates as you think ahead to the presidential election in 2020. I saw something, I guess this was a tweet from Harry Enten today, that where he was tweeting out a poll that was done on people's preferences for the Democratic nominee in twenty twenty and you know I mean it's still halfway through twenty eighteen so that I don't necessarily think this necessarily is indicative of of too much yet, but the top four names I think in order were Biden, Clinton, <laughs> Sanders, and Warren, which mm-hmm. i mean it's this that's the same four people you would have thought of in 20 you know well, i guess not in 2016 but you know the, in the run up to 2016 so it's just are there really there's really no there's really nobody else who's rising through the ranks here it's it's literally just we're just gonna run this back
0: don't get don't get me started on the clintons specifically bill who needs to just stop this. yeah just give it a break dude um, and just the, the original quote, um, that I was looking for earlier, it was, uh, t- 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 um, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's many, and this is Claire McCaskill speaking. Yeah, I'm sure there are many issues that I would agree with this woman about, but I'm sure there are many views that this new woman had last night that I would disagree with. I'm a moderate, and I'm not going to apologize for that. I think we need to be focusing on where we can compromise in Washington. The dysfunction will go away if we remember what that compromise is what our founders wanted us to do. And I mean, I I get I get the the motivation and and the anger and the discontent when you have like uh you you can, you can believe it, like shitbags like Mitch McConnell who basically helped rob a Supreme Court justice seat that's making this current situation uh so much worse as being like horror horribly um, unfit for office and 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 just like it's just like, genuinely I I can't. I, I I keep wondering if like Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan like actually like do they do they ever have like any shame in what they do or like are they like are they ever like are they just so in the system that they just it, it doesn't even shock them of like just the 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 shit that they're able to lie about I I, I don't I don't I think
1: they're able to sleep pretty easy at night
0: <sighs> Well, let's move on. I uh yeah, that we weren't supposed to talk to about that, but it's okay. You, you can you can put a chapter marker in and then people can skip right past it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The thing I was going to talk about, which uh, was sales tax, oh, it's, it's,
1: which seems relatively
0: inconsequential given what's happened since then, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> man, this was like I was I yeah this was really big news two days ago. I was, was going to say that,
1: that I was going to say that that happened like eighteen months ago, right?
0: <laughs> so. In a five to four uh, decision, oh yeah, Hmm. the the margin was only one. Hmm. 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 I'd Kennedy vote. Uh, Courts in a five to four decision overturning the 1992 physical presence requirement, the Supreme Court has uh decreed is maybe the word that online retailers can be forced to collect sales tax uh, in states that they don't have physical presence in, which is why, let's say you're somebody who likes photography stuff and and B H is located in new york uh uh, purchases in california are not subject to sales tax um so this is this is um interesting but also i think maybe less impactful ever since because it's been like two full years now or maybe three years that amazon has been collecting tax in all 50 states right or other than like the two that don't collect sales tax at all yeah something like that so I think that's because of the amount of shopping that I think most people do that actually just ends up routing through Amazon anyway. This is maybe less shocking um, or or less impactful, but I, I think it's actually still pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, certainly if Amazon had been named in this
1: case, like in an alternate universe where they still refused to charge sales tax in many states and they were the named defendant in the lost in this lawsuit that eventually got to the Supreme Court I think this would have been a a
0: flashier headline but and I forget what state it was but this uh this was uh Wayfair, which is the kind of like they're a they're a middleman for um furniture sales right like they don't actually stock stuff they just uh like it's kind of like amazon marketplace i think
1: um i i guess i didn't i didn't know that about them but i i maybe
0: yeah um so yeah it's 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 interesting but that's also yeah it's
1: I mean that's, you know, I I think the writing's been on the wall for this for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, when the when the statute of having a physical presence was set in the early 90s, certainly e-commerce was I don't think anyone really imagined that it it would be As present as it as it is today. I'm sure there was somebody out there who was thinking that way, but I don't think most folks would have thought we'd be where we are now. And so, you know, this is a this is just an evolution of
0: now the way that commerce works. Yeah and uh during the busy season wrap up uh there was also a supreme court case that involved american express where uh the supreme court on monday upheld a lower court ruling that american express did not violate federal antitrust laws when it told retailers that uh amazon not amazon amex uh couldn't encourage uh wait what? so it's about like you know how like how american express generally on average will charge like a a percentage point and a half more than most Visa transactions. Mm -hmm. So they were saying that it was not illegal for them to either put a rule in place or discourage merchants from uh, encouraging people to use a different card. And apparently this has a lot of implications for people like Facebook and Google and stuff like that, where they run um, transactions in a two-sided market. So, Hmm. Another interesting one apparently this is actually one that does have a lot of implications for big tech so people can go look at that there's a very very pithy and uh streamlined article on axios because that's that's their thing nate silver's favorite publication (laughs) all right uh so that that's uh let's move on to follow-up uh so i i I frame this in a very specific way in the document you can you can now talk about your big news of the week
1: yeah so until about Four or five hours ago, I thought this was going to be a very different topic, but there has been some late-breaking developments leading up to the show tonight. So as I've alluded to a handful of times, the lease on my current uh, Ford Edge is up. Specifically, it's up tomorrow. I'm turn- turning it into the dealership first thing in the morning. And you know the position that I was in up until this afternoon was turning in this car with absolutely no update or idea as to when I was going to get my next car. Um, but then that, so that changed this afternoon. So with the, the Tesla Model 3, um, I don't really know how much detail we've gone into on air about this. I don't, I don't think we've talked about it much, but they, you know, were delivering to employees kind of in the late part of last year, early part of this year. And then in, I don't know if it was late March, early February, They opened up the ability for really early reservation holders. These are people who physically went to a Tesla store even before the announcement a couple of years ago. And then some people who ordered, you know, online, like right after the announcement, like the earliest reservation holders were invited to configure their cars and uh, finalize their order. And those deliveries have been happening over the last couple of months but what's been interesting is during that time, there have been no additional invitations going out, meaning that there was no one else invited to configure their car and kind of lock in their order. And then all of a sudden, last night, Tesla put out a statement saying that every reservation holder in the United States and Canada would be invited to configure their car Within the next few days. And Tesla's kind of famously used that phrase in a few days on a handful of occasions for other things. And it's sometimes like weeks go by without anything happening. So people, you know, kind of were like, well, we'll see. But then all of a sudden this afternoon, it actually happened where literally every single person who has reserved a Model 3 in the US and Canada, regardless of when you made your reservation, had the ability to pick the exact model they wanted and you know, lock in their purchase, meaning that they give Tesla another $2,500, and you go from a $1,000 fully refundable deposit to now being $3,500 in and having that be non-refundable. Um, so that's what I did this afternoon. And... This is kind of the interesting part of the story, I think, is every single person who configured today, including me, got a response back with this kind of first run vehicle, which is their long range battery with rear wheel drive, would be delivered in three to five months but what's weird is, again, like every single person got that same response, which everyone is now thinking probably is just a placeholder. And that what's really happening here, A, is Tesla wants the additional cash from people because, you know, that's ca- extra cash is always good. And B, by having everyone configure their cars now, they're going to be able to figure out exactly what models, what colors, what features everybody wants. And then they can use that extra capital and that extra data to kind of map out deliveries over the next handful of months. Um, and then I guess the final point to all of this is the timing on this is really interesting because many people have speculated the reason why deliver or uh, invitations rather stopped going out over the last couple of months was Tesla made the decision that they wanted to delay. Delivering their 200,000th car until next quarter, because the way that the, the federal tax credit phase out works is when a company delivers their 200,000th car, you still have access to the full credit for the remaining part of that calendar quarter and then the entire remaining calendar quarter. So what you wouldn't, and then after that, it drops by 50% the next quarter and then it eventually goes to zero. So what you wouldn't want to do is like hit your 200,000th delivery like at the very end of a quarter because then you'd really only have the full credit for another full quarter as opposed to hitting it at the beginning of a quarter and then effectively having it for two. So, you know, during that two-month absence of invitations, they were like delivering some cars to Canada, like even for people who delivered later than some people in the U.S. And so all of this, you know including what happened today has really led people to think that you know they've strategically managed deliveries so that that 200,000 number hits probably sometime right around July 1st. So yeah, I don't ex- have an exact timeline yet, but you know, <laughs> it is kind of funny at the end of the day that this car that I put a $1,000 deposit on over 2 years ago, I was invited to order literally the day before my current lease ended so that the timing is uh kind of funny what color did you choose i chose the uh i think it's called like mid midnight silver metallic or something it's kind of the kind of the
0: gunmetal gray color okay cool yeah it's nice yeah so i'm sorry what's what's your um short-term plan
1: So, you know, I'm in a position now where kind of, you know, cumulatively over the next, like, six, seven weeks, I'm not really going to need a car for, like, four of those, Mm -hmm. just due to other life events and not not having to commute daily to work. Um, And so I think... (laughs) 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 Um, So then my, my plan is to just, you know... See where see where I'm at, you know. After that point, you know, hopefully there'll be either a car in my driveway or at least some additional information about it, when that's going to happen. Um, and if it still seems like it's some period of time away, then I would probably look into something like Canvas.
0: Seems like a safe bet. Cool. Um, so when you bought or ordered or or committed more <laughs> you you wrote a bigger i o u to or a bigger personal check to elon uh did you prepay for the or what's the the autopilot fully autonomous situation thing what's the update on that so <laughs> there's there's um well it's funny because i mean i felt like I
1: kind of talked forever there but like i was thoughtful about leaving out a lot of details i mean there's Hmm. There's like additional configurations they made available, which had not been up there on the website before. There's some uh, pricing differences and some services different. There's a lot of stuff happened today in the in the Tesla world. The Model Three fan forums that I occasionally check in on were just going absolutely crazy today, as was the uh, Tesla Reddit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the so the situation with um. Well, autopilot and then self-driving is, as you'd expect, confusing. So there, it's two separate packages when you're going through the configuration process. There's enhanced autopilot. That's one option. And then another option is just titled full self-driving. And with both of those options, you can get them at a reduced price if you purchase them during the initial order process. And then they become more expensive If you decide to add them later, because it's, it's just simply a a software update. All, all cars come with the same hardware for that stuff, but then they just unlock it with software. So I purchased the autopilot, the enhanced autopilot functionality, but I did not purchase the full self-driving package Mm. because, well, because so the, the price difference used to only be a thousand dollars between the, if you purchase it you know, at the time of ordering versus adding it later. And one of the changes they made today is it's now a $2,000 difference, whether you add full self-driving today or whether you add it at some point in the future. Um, and that is effective even for people who have previously purchased a car, which kind of indicates that, you know, that unlock at a later date prices is, is subject to change. So it, it wouldn't be shocking if that price goes up again at some point. Um, but you know, so I'm sorry, I wouldn't.
0: Wouldn't that be a greater incentive to order now? If it would, would be
1: okay. Totally, you no. Know, it totally would be. But you know, the reason I didn't do it is because, I, I mean, it, who knows how far away that is? It could be. May could be a few years away. It could be five years away. It could be ten years away. If you listen to the really kind of skeptical people out there, it may never actually happen. So. You know, it just spending an additional, I think it was an additional three or four thousand dollars up front to add it today for something that hasn't really been given a clearly defined feature set or any sort of release date. I, I just feel kind of weird about that.
0: Makes sense, safe bet. And there'll be one hell of an in app or in car purchase at a later date, but that's, that's... <laughs> I
1: know, yeah, it's very um, often. Well so there was a really there was a really funny thread on that that Model 3 uh forum site I I mentioned uh where this guy actually tr- was just curious and tried to go through the process of adding full self-driving after he purchased it. And like it was like nowhere in the menu. He like called the Tesla support. They had no idea what the hell he was talking about. He like brought it into a dealership. They had no idea what he was doing. It, just, it, was, like, it was pretty funny. Uh, so not not something that droves of people are doing. Um, and I guess evidently, Elon tweeted out something um, <laughs> uh, like a month or two ago where it, it, starting sometime this summer, they're going to start rolling out functionality that's specific to people who have the full self-driving package because right now th- there's literally no difference between autopilot and what they call full self-driving but that's going to branch out at, at supposedly at some point this summer but again i mean i am you know i i need to see some of that stuff before i you know like if if there comes a point where the car isn't necessarily fully self-driving but they've rolled out enough really interesting features that are specific to that package. You know, maybe I'd consider, you know, adding that at a later date. But just again, adding it now,
0: I don't think makes a ton of sense. I assume Tesla will be super conservative and not at all over on what their technology can deliver. <laughs> I expect them to be very, very reasonable and restrained. Any potentially critical press coverage, they'll be open and honest about it. Right. So also, uh, 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 first name, uh, first name relationship with Elon. You, oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's Mr. Yeah. Musk to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's all. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Sorry. You had one more thing.
1: I just was going to say that as part of the ordering process, you, you know, you enter your, um, address. And, um, so for me, it's, it's literally the factory in Fremont. <laughs> that's, that's my, uh, that's my pickup designated pickup area. Hmm. Yeah. Um. It's funny because apparently some addresses your only option is to have Tesla come deliver the car to you, <laughs> like at your house. Um. And initially, when I had my San Francisco address in there, that that was the only option was to have them deliver it to me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then when I updated the address, that's where it it switched over to Fremont.
0: Is there an extra fee for that? No. Mm-mm. For the delivery? Hmm. No. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, which is also how Canvas works. They deliver the car to your home, and then when you're done, they come pick it up. Which, like, on one hand was surprising when I read that, but then on the other hand, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, they realize that people who are signing up and then leaving their service to probably don't have another car, so delivering it to them makes sense.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> All right, continuing with uh, the Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan monologues, uh, thoughts on Arrested Development?
1: It's in 4K, which is nice. <laughs> season, season 4, going back and rewatching that recently, I was reminded that it was an early Netflix show, so this was before Netflix kind of became one of the pioneers of both 4K and HDR content, but, the, uh, but season 5 is in uh, full Dolby Vision, so full 4K and HDR. it's got it's got that going for it which is good um but yeah no it's um i was talking to the lady friend about this because she's she's really really down on the two netflix seasons and i you know i mostly in a positive way or bad way no no she's she's down on them she really does not does not like them got it sorry young
0: people Uh, sometimes use that word in a positive way
1: oh okay yeah (laughs) shows how old I, i literally did not pick up on that at all so i was like how do I, how did I not make that clear? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, so th- this is the only, so the spin that I had, the, like the kind of the glass half full approach that I have, particularly to season five, which I, which I do think is better than season four, mostly because it's the so much more. Of all bars. Yeah. But it's, it, the, the, the overarching plot is so much more focused that it's just, it just is a better show it's 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 a different show than it used to be it's not like these most two recent seasons are are just it's it's almost like a completely different show so it's just hard to compare to those early seasons but then the other thing that i was thinking of is literally the only reason i've i we finished season five um and it, again, had rewatched season four and like literally the only reason we've stuck with it is because of those first three seasons and how much we loved those and how kind of how attached to the characters we became. But like without that, you know, I'm not really sure what these new seasons have going for them because they're just they're just not very funny. That's that's the thing that I know, like the, the lady friend keeps coming back to that and i this part i totally agree with her like it's even when this most recent season has been kind of you know sort of okay at at points it still hasn't been funny it's been like there have been certain things they've done and certain um scenes that have been good but but not not funny in the way that the show you know used to be in its original run
0: no, she, she she's exactly right in that it it is objectively not funny. Sometimes it's creative, sort of, but it, it it's dis, it's 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 not it's not enjoyable. It, and the it's, thing, you know,
1: the, the 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 biggest thing too, and I it really like by all indications seemed like they were gonna fix this in the most recent season because they had the cast together a lot more, which which they clearly do, but. The show is just—it's so much slower than it used to be. Like those, the first three seasons had just this really good pace to them.
0: Well, it's because there were there were stories that were somewhat self-contained. Like it was—it was like a normal sitcom kind of.
1: Yeah, but it just I don't know, just from beat to beat, it just—it just the show had a certain momentum to it. And like the original cut of season four, where it was like one character per episode, was—I mean, it just went at a snail's pace. And the recut version of season four helped with that quite a bit, but still didn't quite get the show back to where it was. And I really thought that season five, they'd at least try to recapture some of the show, the original runs feel, but they really don't. Like they still do the weird thing where like some of the episodes are like 35 minutes. Like it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bummer. And I read, I think it was on the, failing new york times they their review of it was basically just like you know that it's kind of just time for this show to end and i i was fully on board with them doing a season five like i just it felt wrong for the show to end after season four kind of in the same way it felt wrong for the show to end after season three so i've been a fan of bringing it back and doing more but like i agree like they've they've done the thing now where they've Split the release of season five into two parts. I really think the second, the second part of season five, when they release it, that that should probably be it. Are you gonna watch it? Yeah, I mean, I I have to. Yeah, I I have to. This is like this is the there needs to be a name for this. Maybe it's just the lost syndrome. Well, no,
0: it's it's a sunk cost fallacy, but it's also compounded with compounded with like. Have you ever ordered a meal or like a pizza and like you're like this is not very good, but you just you just finish it anyway out of obligation.
1: Totally. Right.
0: Yeah. That's it. But, but here's the thing, like your time is worth something and, and, and life's too short for bad pizza and also bad television.
1: I'm, yeah, I don't really have a good argument, but
0: yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it. Probably.
1: I left, so I left season four again, especially the original version of it just being like, Oh my God, like that whole thing just top to bottom was bad. Like there was just really nothing you could look back on and, and in any way enjoy the one thing season five has going for it is there are a couple of storylines that I, that I am am interested in and want to see um, to conclusion. Um, So that that's, I guess if I guess actually that would be really the big reason why I'd, I'd want to watch the end of season five. Um, That that does remind me of one other thing, which I was really surprised by. I kind of thought they would, Kind of like how between season three and season four, like parts of those storylines kind of jump ahead a bit in time. I kind of thought they'd do that again in an, in season five in an effort to kind of get away from parts of season four, but they kind of do the opposite. Like season five picks up like moments after season four, and 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 there is no additional jump in time. Like it pretty much sticks to that same. You know, time and like a lot of the storylines are kind of the same. I was I was really surprised how closely related season five is to four. Again, I thought they'd get away from that a little bit, but but yeah, I just I I guess I keep coming back to like it feels like seasons one through three were one show, and seasons four and five are just they're just it's a different show. Same characters, but it's just it's a other than the characters, it's basically an
0: entirely different program. Yeah too vulgar as well yeah yeah i i completely agree and the thing with that is is like because i'm not against that and like there's a like curb enthusiasm like there's a ton of shows that kind of use that as a tool like where like sometimes comedy can be enhanced through vulgarity and and sometimes foul language it's like stuff like that because those are two different concepts this show is 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 painfully not funny and it's made worse by that so that's another reason why like and and specifically maybe all like everything about her was it just, again, I'm somebody who gave up after, I think, like 80% of the first episode of season five. But it's it's just, yeah, it's not good. No, it's... Maybe maybe network television. Because uh, that's the thing, where so much, like, because like, for its time, if you think about it, like, seasons one through three, where maybe, like, 2003 to 2006 on Fox, like, in in the era where, like, broadcast TV was still what it was, like maybe the humor it just served really well by being constrained by the limits of what's considered tasteful for broadcast TV, because like so much of the show's humor was in kind of seeing how far they could take that, or at least being kind of like, like so like so many of the Lucille jokes are funny because of that, but I assume are are no longer that way since it moved to a a, a platform where there is no like um, censorship or taste guidelines
1: yeah it's i guess maybe the last thing i'll say is every yeah every character in the netflix seasons i just i hate i hate their (laughs) storyline with the with the exceptions of michael michael's storyline i actually i think is is has been good especially season five i really like what they've done with him and then george michael like his storyline has been Okay, but like every other character, like what they've done to Tobias is is just weird. What they've done with jove is super strange. Like all the other characters is just
0: ugh. Yeah, you're you're not, you're not selling the case for you to watch the second half of the season.
1: Well, again, there's a there's a couple of things like mostly related to Michael that I'm interested in seeing to conclusion.
0: Okay, you want to see if he goes and works for Duck Duck Go. Got it. right exactly uh let's let's, let's move on we, let's we gotta we gotta got pick up the pace so a uh, lot of a lot of uber uh, rideshare, and and other quick follow-ups so we'll just do this super quick i'm not sure if we talked about this two weeks ago because um the past couple of shows we've had um didn't really become anything other than whatever we talked about at the beginning uh Basima saint john who previously led i believe apple music uh transitioned to work to uber and uh, there were many headlines uh stating is this the woman that can save uh uber and the answer was apparently no um she is now working for a company called endeavor and i don't actually know what they do so that's that uh recode recode describes
1: them as an entertainment conglomerate so that that clears things up yeah that's sufficiently
0: vague Mm -hmm. um Lift. This one's actually interesting. I think. Well, actually, and this and this got more complicated after I put in the notes. Uh, Lyft was uh, reported to be near acquisition of Motivate, which is the company that's behind uh, City Bike, uh, Ford Go Bikes, formerly Bay Area Bike Share, and uh, like uh, the the Nike Bike Town in Portland. Like most of those um, uh, pay by the minute bike share services are actually uh, all owned and operated, or all are all uh, operated by Motivate. So it's super interesting that you would think that Lyft would be interested in acquiring them. And also, after this report came out, uh, it was reported that Uber was also interested in acquiring them. So all the money flowing into new ways to move people around that is not strictly private car ownership is actually pretty interesting. Contrary to your purchase earlier, but (laughs) it's okay. We live in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. It's different. Yeah uh so that's that's uh that's interesting and uh, f- uh also uh, google maps and uber have uh, ended their partnership for the past couple of years you were able to see um uber availability and pricing and also book i believe or or halo rides directly in the google maps app that is no longer and then lastly uh uber is uh Back on the road, or soon to be back on the road in London, after having been pulled off due to they had it was it was I think it was like twofold. Where there was a thing of in Europe, or I'm not sure if this pre Brexit or not, um, that uh, contractors for Uber and, and other ride sharing services were actually needed to be needed to be treated like employees, and then also there were some other reasons why their transportation license got revoked. But apparently, they're on some type of like six month probational period and that is that's going on uh do you do you want to tackle some scooter stuff uh, no okay so santa barbara california um one of the still one of the nicest places on earth
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm yep going going there next week i'm quite excited
0: yeah go go get a gobbler for me please oh, um, oh what'd you call me yeah have, have i not made this uh chef special or talked about this at length Go- a gobbler there's a there's do a red- get, do
1: i get that at like seven eleven gross uh
0: there's <laughs> a it's like a really small chain of restaurants in in on the central coast as it's called um uh in Santa barbara and ventura and a few other places where it's called the natural cafe and they have an excellent turkey sandwich which is served with uh, salsa and and blue corn tortilla chips called the uh the gobbler and it's delicious
1: is that better than the rooster? From Blue
0: Barn, it's entirely different. I guess. I guess the rooster's. Ooh, it. can uh, pivoting. I I need to Google again what shiplap is because here's the thing: is Blue Barn's aesthetic made of shiplap? Because um, I think both the the Madeira and the um, Marina locations both look very similar, and I think it's I think the exterior of the restaurants is shiplappy. Hmm. Yeah. You Shiplap E maybe, but I don't know it technically Shiplap. What what is technically Ship Lap? Did you order Shiplap on the interior of your Model S, your Model 3? Uh that
1: was that was not an option, unfortunately. Um Premium Black is my interior, and that was the that was the only choice I had with the model that I ordered. Oh,
0: there was no economy black. There was no economy black, no. Oh, another we're not going to talk about anything else. Did you know there's such a thing as basic economy? Now, yeah, on United, yeah, yeah, which basically means they just punch you in the face when you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> like I, was, I was, I was, I was, I was looking at some things, and it's like I'm like I have never seen an icon that says you can't have a carry-on. I'm like, what the fuck? What what is this? And apparently, there's basic economy where it's yeah, they just like it's just like all the all the flight attendants just hit you with a sock full of nickels as you get on the on the plane. Right. Yeah. They know they assign you a seat. You have to not
1: only pay for a checked bag like i mean like like most folks do but but you also have to pay for anything other than a personal item so if you have a backpack like that's okay but if you have any sort of like standard
0: roller bag you have to pay for that yeah so that's yeah uh, oh yeah. So, uh, the shiplap in blue barn, people should go, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I was just wondering. by. I'm like, is that shiplap? W- would Joanna eat here? It's maybe, I think she would. It's a, it is a very
1: Joanna-esque aesthetic.
0: Oh, it most, ooh, it most definitely is. If you, if you walk inside a, inside a blue barn, you, you, you think, uh, that there was, there was some, you, you, you think Joanna sat some people down. And gave the owners of Blue Barn three options and asked, "What do you want to spend the extra two thousand dollars on?" Because <laughs> there's always two thousand dollars left over, and there's always and there's always an unknown uh, obstacle that they didn't see that costs between two and five thousand uh, dollars. As part of
1: uh, the TV debt situation, we're we're kind of getting caught up on episodes from this most recent season, the last season, mm-hmm. and we we watched one the other day where they uh just they kind of build their own garden at, at their home and it's it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. So you've got you got you've got a good good one to look forward to there.
0: Yeah, I got to sign back up for Hulu. I don't know. I got to figure that out. There's too many eels, man. Yeah. I just I how many streaming services are you going to pay for? Luckily the one I know I won't be paying for is Apple TV. <laughs> I still, get, I still get so irrationally angry whenever I hear about any of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, fix your keyboards. like, you don't need to be doing this. I understand the people making TV shows are not the same people that are writing code for OS 10, but this is not a business you need to be in Apple. Um, oh yeah, so so scooters, Santa Barbara. That's that's where this is from. So apparently, lime uh s- spread all the way down to Santa Barbara uh since its debut in the bay area like three weeks ago or sorry uh three months ago
1: it's it spread all the way to san diego i can confirm
0: oh yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's that's unfortunate well,
1: i don't think i yeah i guess i didn't have an opportunity to send you i meant to send you a picture but i just did wasn't able to and i no, when I, I think was you did there,
0: or or maybe you just you just told i think, me I, it I, think I
1: think i just told you yeah
0: yeah um so they're they're in Santa Barbara and they, and they um, apparently the way it went down is they asked for permission they were told no they did it anyway and then all a bunch of the scooters were impounded and now Santa Barbara is trying to work a way for this revolutionary new transportation system to be available to um, uh, the kind people of Santa Barbara and who knows maybe Isla Vista too I assume they'll all all yeah yeah Lime scooters and Flotopia and all go go together. <laughs> And then, uh, did you see the pitch deck that they had for for Lime? I saw that headline, but I, I didn't actually click through into it. Yeah. So their whole thing is that they think they're going to be able to... So it's not just, oh, yeah, we're going to make scooters, and the scooters are fairly cheap, and even if people throw them in the bay. And I swear to God, I think this actually is it. part of their pitch. is like, we understand a lot of them are going to get vandalized, but because they're so cheap, um, we make that money back very quickly. So apparently they're going to be... Uh, also expanding into ultra compact electric cars uh such as the Renault Twizy which is basically have you ever seen those uh like those like it looks kind of like a golf cart it's it's even like lesser than a smart car yeah um um there's another company that's actually already
1: doing this um that the the scoot company they in addition to their little moped things they they have little golf cart cars there's only like a couple of them and i I might be exclusive to san francisco and i've i've seen them once or twice but yeah they're like almost like little almost like little actually they look more like dune buggies than uh golf carts but yeah they're they're tiny i
0: like scoots website because it's playful but it says where can i scoot how much to scoot it's just it's 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 very fun (laughs) um yeah it doesn't show me the dune buggies but uh yeah whatever people like i i we need a future that like that involves fewer personal automobiles and that's all gonna end up being a combination of like transit improvements and stuff like this but you like i don't know it's tricky because I, I i i like i often wonder like had they gone to the city first and tried to do everything the right way, like how far would they have gone but if you if you just think there has to have been a better option rather than just, like overnight littering a bunch of crap on sidewalks and then lastly for follow-up OmniFocus uh three for mac is uh slated to be shipped in september so their thing is now that they've had a chance to see what uh how wwdc and the os uh, the mac uh, mac os uh, developments are going to pan out that they will be putting all the effort this summer into OmniFocus 3, and they'll be shipping that in about three months. Because it's weird, because uh, OmniFocus 3 for iOS shipped last month, and that's the one where uh, contacts are now tags, and there's a few other things, but there's not really that feature parity on the Mac yet, which for me means I'm not going to use OmniFocus 3 on the iOS because it just doesn't make sense at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I had no idea that OmniFocus 3 had come out for iOS. Like it it kind of happened <clears throat> during a period of time where I just I wasn't keeping up with the tech news day-to-day like I normally like to do. And so it just totally flew under my radar. And it's, yeah, it seems, I don't know, it seems kind of strange to, in a lot of ways, have a completely different way to interact with the app on your phone versus your Mac. That feels like that would be very confusing.
0: Like they have sync support and a few other things like built in so that the databases are compatible, so like it's not like it's still synchronized data and it's just that like a con like a tag in OmniFocus 3 on iOS is treated as a context on the Mac, but since you can have multiple tags but you can only have one context, like it it, it breaks down sometimes. So anyway, in September I'll revisit it and I I, I hope it's great. Okay. The main stuff. August Smart Lock.
1: Yes, that's I. I was hoping you'd start with that. I wanna, I wanna get your update on this. So, so you're you're the worst because you you brought this up.
0: It's not not the first time you've told me that. Yeah, you. Do you own? <laughs> do you get like an Amazon referral credit? Like you you got me on this. I wish on on this doggone OLED TV, which is the best thing ever, and it's made me so happy. Mm-hmm. You're like life's too short for poor, bad black
1: levels. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, they. Oh, can, I, can I just briefly interrupt you on that? I don't want to forget about this. Sure, sure. One of the most pleasant things that can happen, I think, in technology mm-hmm. is when you go to watch a movie that you've previously purchased in iTunes and you didn't realize that it had been upgraded to 4K with HDR. It's like we we went to, a lady friend and I went to rewatch the first Jurassic World before we saw the new one a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. Had no idea it had been upgraded to 4K and it and it it was and it was glorious it was great
0: yeah again another sign of apple's kind of weirdly lopsided uh like attention span or like or like efforts like there's some stuff that they do that's just so insanely customer friendly and that's one of them like it it's so cool to not have to rebuy something cuz that that was always the media industry's thing is that something would come out of the disney vault and they would they would make you buy it on a new format but you bought it once on digital and you're just getting upgraded quality which is great yep Okay. So, <sighs> I, I got your smart lock. You you raved about it, uh, both in person and on the show, and, and you you were super excited about it. The, the <laughs> Although I should clarify, the way that you described you thought you would use it was
1: not the way that I recommended. I, I, I really like mine, but only under the very specific set of circumstances in which we use it. But anyway... So with that ca- with that caveat in mind. I do not know. What, what, what do you mean? Please, please. So I, I stress to you that, to me, unless you use the auto lock and auto unlock features, both of them, unless you use both of them, eh, it's, it's kind of cool, but it really, it really becomes interesting and useful when, when you are actively using both of those features. Okay.
0: So I'm using half of that. So let's discuss. Yeah, that. You, can't, you can't do that. I, 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 can, I can half-ass anything I want. Anytime. So this, you would advocate for this, and then you also are a bad person because you, whenever, <laughs> whenever, no, you really are because whenever you like recommend something or there's a discussion about it, you will then like go search for sales and then put them into Slack until like I buy something. I well, I, I don't actively search for them, but I, I you do just send them upon to them. To <laughs> like you've done it like three times for the logitech harmony elite which i still am not gonna buy because it's still too damn expensive but you did it for this and i was like okay yeah 279 is a pretty good deal because because the the kit that you gave me it, or the, that you recommended was the the same one that i think you got except you you bought it in pieces or you bought it like on amazon
1: i got yeah i got a deal on the lock and the uh the bridge but then i had yeah separately bought
0: the keypad at full price so this one it was two seventy nine and it got you the August Pro Gen three smart lock, the August Connect, which is that code for the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. And then it also came with the keypad. So you were very right about the install directions being great, except I installed it and it it, it did it didn't really work. Like it would, it, I was like mostly done with the install and it would say, "Let's calibrate it. Let's try it out." And I was like, "Oh wow, this is really cool!" Like, and, and it worked. And then immediately, every time afterward, it would unlock itself. Oh my, like, well, that's not good. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So it was funny because your first response of, or the first thing you mentioned about it was like, "I don't think you know, I really like this smart lock." And I, I had shared that with the lady friend, and we were both just like, "That's crazy! How can he not like this thing?" But then I you know I asked you, and then you described what had happened, and then we were both like. Oh yeah, okay.
0: Actually, that would kind of put us off too. <laughs> like, because it, it all worked well. Like, I was able to find the little thing. And also, side note, it's it's really disconcerting or a weird reality. And this is probably a metaphor for life. Is that like when you think about like how much of the lock is actually the lock, and like this like f- eighth of a cent of a piece of plastic is what's <laughs> controlling your lock? You're like, oh, there is no actual security. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh um it's like it's like a wet napkin on on like a hamburger it's <laughs> it's, it's not doing nothing um but yeah i installed it and i'm like everything's great cool let's calibrate it let's i got this little i got the nub on the door near the temple so it tell my door is ajar fantastic uh but yeah it would it would just unlock itself and that i was like oh shit that's really low confidence because the problem when that happens even if it was my error installing it i don't think it was like it, like you're starting out with being like, oh, this thing I was already like kind of shaky with and thinking it's gonna work reliably has proven on like minute one that it doesn't. so that like it's it's like the Safeway Apple pay thing where like y- you, it takes a long time to rebuild your trust.,
1: Well, and you're you're leaving part of the story out, aren't you? Did't didn't you also tell me that not only was it unlocking itself, but like the app
0: was reporting that the door was still locked? oh that was a, no that's exactly right so it would it would said calibrated and it's like um because in the setup it's like oh yeah we're gonna first uh, like manually lock the door and i'm like cool and then it's like i'm gonna we're gonna unlock it's gonna lock again and then it's gonna unlock or maybe the reverse of that and then yeah it was it was an it, it would say the door is locked and it wasn't in a completely unlocked state And i'm like well well shit i don't i don't trust this at all mm-hmm. um anyway so i somehow i figured it out i think i had to install it upside down what like the second to make it work i think maybe it's just because my door like what uh, what side is the lock on your door uh like the part that goes into the door jam. like what side is that it's it's on the side well it's so
1: as you're leaving the house it's it's too complicated as you're leaving the house it's on the
0: right side of the door yeah that's my okay anyway mine mine is installed i think upside down like
1: Hmm. which
0: is how it works installing it right side up did not work it's installed upside down now and it's great and i only well like well let me ask you when you, on your lock what side like if you're doing the manual locking thing and the door's in, in an unlocked state like there's a there's a little ring like where what side of the lock is it on the left or the right uh so
1: if the door is in an unlocked state you're talking about the little like like straight line the gray what, exactly. what, what,
0: what color do you get the 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 black one? No, no. Well, I mean cuz the the door handle is silver, so yeah, no.
1: Oh, oh okay. Well, so that but, but you know, they only talk about the, the little straight line yeah. on the
0: outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. That is that is on the kind of like left side. Yeah, so if you look at that tomorrow when you leave the house and this will now bother you forever. It's probably upside down, like the August logo will be upside down. Hmm. Like cuz if I take off cuz you know how like you can press down and like kind of tilt and also, yeah, I hate I now have a front door that has batteries. Yeah, yeah, and that which you're not supposed to use rechargeable batteries on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great for the environment. That's that's mm-hmm. undoing all the good the, the good that these scooters are doing, that these scooter heroes are doing, and that my Model Three is doing. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. may I remind you that we had an Maybe, offline yeah. conversation where mm-hmm. you were basically rallying around like electric cars are are, are a hoax, or <laughs> you're like well, you like I'm... they're they're a dubious environmental benefit. I need more understanding of how the batteries are disposed. Of. Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So so the thing's going to be upside down. You, you'll notice that the August logo on the left side, where the little ring is, is 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 the wrong way. Which which is fine. I mean, I I, I can't tell. It doesn't matter. And the little front plate is it. It all looks right anyway. I mean, it's a it's a it's a circle. <laughs> so. Yeah. The only thing I would say is one, it's kind
1: of big. It's huge. Yeah. Selling selling the lady friend on it from an
0: aesthetic perspective was difficult. Yeah, like I think the the more I um, live with it, it, it's 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 blending in, or I'm I'm noticing it less. Um, also, feels kind of cheap. Yes, the-, the manual turning of the ring is it is not. It's still again also with the little like when you think of like what the nubbin is, and that's all it's securing your lock. This also just does not instill security. I'm kind of glad
1: you said that because that's actually been the one thing that's been in the back of my head was I I had pretty much full confidence that I installed it correctly. Like there was really no reason to believe otherwise. But like the one thing that gave me pause is, yeah, how cheap (laughs) and flimsy the manual locking and unlocking mechanism like it's it's like too little friction or like yes yes and it when it kind of just i don't know it just kind of sounds weird too it kind of makes this almost
0: like scraping kind of (laughs) sound well and that's the thing where the first time because and that's another thing man we're not going to talk about anything okay when you were installing it and i think it was like step five it's like okay you're putting the lock back on there and you're you're installing like the little door plate thing it said tighten the screws by hand but then no subsequent step says tighten them fully. Yes, that and yeah, you huh. definitely need to do that. Otherwise, it's just going to like wobble there. I you're you're right,
1: and I, I, shame on me for giving such praise to the directions because yeah, that is a that is a pretty big omission.
0: Yeah, because I'm like oh shit, like am I going to break something by like actually tightening it? Because I'm like this can't be right. So anyway, like you, you so if anybody does end up buying this using our referral code TC163. um or our 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 promo code five four decision um you 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 should definitely tighten the tighten the screws maybe i'm gonna hand tighten them to to start but then once you find a good fit you think it's the right one like or it's the door plate is installed properly yet you tighten that properly otherwise somebody's gonna get in your house so in terms of like actually so it's all installed and it's like i really like it oh oh plot plot twist Oh, like, no, it's good after, after that initial thing, because the thing is like the success rate with like one, I've never found it to be unlocked when it said it's locked. Like that, that ship, like that's, that's all good. I, I, I've worked on my trust issues. It's, 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 it's good. The auto lock feature is amazing. Like I, I love that so much where I can just go for a walk or I can just leave my house and like I just know that after a minute, it's gonna it's gonna lock itself and it's great. Ooh, you have you have it after a minute, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, because if I'm because huh. if I'm running outside to wait, is, is this compromising my opsec? I, I don't know. I just I mine is instant. No, no, not doing yeah, that. Oh, oh yeah, because my thing is like if I go to take out the recycling or something, and or if I'm checking the mailbox, like it, like I just I I want to be able to like leave my house and come back real quick, or if I'm just getting like some groceries out of the car, I don't want to have to futz with my phone or the apple watch or type in a keypad code i just want to no i think a minute's good
1: now that's that's where the I'm, I'm telling you man that's that's where the the siri thing as you're just, no, as you're walking no, to the front door no. tell it to unlock boom done wait what you you talk to your lock from the outside well i mean i, I am technically talking to my watch but no but yeah, oh as a, ooh, if, if, if no. i'm if i'm doing like the trash cans or if i'm doing something in the yard door locks you know minute or two later i come back as I'm walking towards the front door, I say, "Hey, lady, please you know open the front door, boom, it does
0: yeah, that's yeah, that's a big no no i, I can't do that, so like that's the thing where that's a part that I'm never gonna set up about it so that so that's the other thing so I think auto locking is fantastic with the actually you know i'm gonna I'm gonna lie and say it's a fifteen second timeout anybody who who lives nearby um but yeah, the auto locking is perfect. It's nice to not have to worry about it. It's also nice to cuz it eliminates the thing where sometimes like you just leave the house and you you wonder, "Oh, did I lock the door?" Because no matter what, it's always going to lock automatically and because I have the keypad, I can't get locked out even if like I, I it is locking too aggressively, so that's great. The thing about the auto locking though, or the oh, like the neighborhood alerts. I I don't I don't I don't like that because it's too large of a radius. Like if if i just like i could be like five houses away and if i leave that feature turned on it just unlocks my front door i i i don't i don't think that works um well so
1: okay this is more of an issue for you than me because i'm i'm in a very and actually the reviews that i had read prior to this kind of made this point where the auto unlock thing is it's tricky in an apartment
0: type setting or like a, any kind of multi-unit structure. But it's not even that, though, it, because like I like, again, not giving way too like, but like I like it, it's a residential area where like where I live is like a very small apartment building. Like I can be literally like five houses away. And like the if you look at the settings app. Uh, or the settings part of August it's so like the the geofence thing is so large
1: well no well okay but but yes but that's not the only thing that triggers the auto unlock so it's it's a two step process so you first have to be within that geofenced area that's kind of the first check it does but then it doesn't it, when you enter that zone after having left it it do, that's not what triggers the door to unlock it is it no, 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 it it's is. not. No, it's not. I promise. No, they. If, if they I'll, I'll link this to you. They have a very good explanation of how this works on their website. Because the second step is you then have to make a Bluetooth connection to the lock. So you have to be within like, you know, I don't, I don't think they define an exact range, but within like kind of like a few feet of the lock. And that's where it actually unlocks. Hmm. The settings doesn't say any of that. Um, it, it's, I think it might be buried in there, but, um, but it does. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you this, send you this link because they're, they're smart because I could see how people would be, you know, kind of concerned about how this works. So they have a very,
0: very, um, good description on the website about how it works. When you then return to within 200 feet of your home, your phone will start, start...
1: looking for your lock. But then once you're close enough to the... Actually, so they do specify this. 20 to 30 feet, that's where the unlock gets triggered. So, it's like, standard Bluetooth range. So, it's 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 a it's a combination of location services and
0: Bluetooth. It's combining those two data points to say, okay, the door's okay to unlock. Okay, I take all that back then. Because, and also, plot twist, I've left the auto unlock thing even thinking it's very unsecure on, ever since day one. And it has unlocked automatically 80% of the time. Auto lock is 100% of the time and it's great. Auto unlock, sometimes it doesn't work, hmm. which is fine. And that's and that's one of the things where Amazon reviews, like that has been the one point of contention is that auto the auto unlock thing is, is fairly unreliable. So it's
1: interesting. I I think that the lady friend might have had it fail on her once. I have I've been keeping very close track of it. Um I have not had it fail on me a single time. It has worked every single time I've <clears throat> come home. The the part that's been unreliable for me, which I think I've mentioned before, is the the Apple Watch app. That's that's the one thing that that's only got about a 70 75% success rate.
0: Well so I guess that, so that's my question how like when are you, when and why are you using the Apple Watch app or Siri? So, well, so I've I've kind of gotten away from using the app,
1: and now if I'm kind of coming in and out of the house, you know, without having left the auto unlock zone, I will use Siri most of the time because the the success rate there is pretty high. That works ninety ninety five percent of the time, um, and it's, it's actually quicker than like you know finding the app on my watch, getting into the app, and then clicking unlock on the on the
0: app. So. Let me ask: Do you so you still prefer that? Just to using your uh, your own um, keypad entry
1: most of the time. Yeah, I use the keypad every mm-hmm. once in a while, but um, more often than not, if I'm not in a situation where the door is auto unlocking, I'm using a Siri because it's pretty quick. Again, like sometimes it sometimes it doesn't work, and then sometimes it will work, but it like it takes a couple of extra beats. Um which i which i th- I think I kind of chalk up to maybe my watch being in like a weird state where sometimes like you know if it switches between like cellular and, and wifi there i think I, there's kind of a delay sometimes in that happening, and it it'll, it'll basically would just be disconnected. I think sometimes that might be the reason why it's not working um but in any case, um in situations like that that's where i can I can fall back to the keypad. Which the the reliability of the keypad's been, I've had that fail on me once or twice, but that's worked pretty well.
0: It doesn't like if you type the keypad or the code in too quickly. Mm. It'll make a very unpleasant uh, failed noise, which I do not care for at all.
1: Oh, I have I haven't had the noise happen. What I've had what I've had happen on mine is it just ominously starts flashing red, <laughs> <laughs> like the key the keypad you know hmm. kind of just like pulses i'm like "Mm."
0: oh and apparently you have to turn on you have to turn on the power saving mode otherwise apparently the keypad just eats batteries like there's no tomorrow Ooh, i should i should check i should check that just fyi yeah um okay so let's let's broaden this out a little bit so again thank you for the pick uh or for the recommendation i so wait why why were you hating on me earlier uh, no because you're you're a bad influence but both of my recommendations
1: that I've pushed you on the hardest—the TV and and the lock—you love. So what's the, what's the problem?
0: Because if you hadn't told me, I would have still been mostly fine. Like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you would have you would have spent that money on other stuff though. Oh, yeah, well, yeah,
1: like food and shelter. <laughs> I should have been more specific. You would have spent that stuff or that money on probably other electronics.
0: No. I'm actually can I can I like okay we're gonna broaden this out to other smart home stuff real quick but it's getting getting very broad. (laughs) (laughs) I I'm I think I'm kind of good with most everything technology wise. Yeah, just like 32 megs of RAM. Who needs more than that? Well, my my iMac has 32 gigs, so therefore it's fine. No, I know, but I'm saying that's the thing. Where like this iMac, unless it gets like Jason Snell itis and there's like a spider in it, like. I think my iMac is good for a really long time. Like OS ten is in a little bit of disrepair, but that's okay. Um yeah. Anyway, but no, like so so yeah, I, I chastise you in, 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 in a in a fake upset because yeah, the, the two things I actually really like a lot that you've told me to go get are things just I d I shouldn't have spent money on. <laughs> but the thing um also I well I was watching The Incredibles this weekend. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Have did you watch it yet? mm Okay. Can I give the world's most minor spoiler? Sure. Uh Breaking Bad Reunion. Oh, really? Yeah. So hmm. I'll I'll just let that marinate. Okay. Uh yeah, you should go you should go watch it. Uh yeah. Um but yeah, the 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 O L E D T V is so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because everything is made better by watching it. And it, it, just, it just ruins you for ev- for every movie theater screen where you're like the black levels here are it's, terrible. Oh, that, like that's you, the thing. Mm, yeah, we're, we're gonna we'll come back to that. Somebody's got to like do like a mind map or something of like of how we never actually end up. <laughs> there, there's literally no conversation that doesn't end up going in forty directions. But yeah, just like it, you're like like the, the black levels on this thing stink. I can't wait for this to come out on 4K uh, Blu-ray even though i don't have a blu-ray player and i i somehow obtained a copy of coco in a 4k uhd uh that the uh somehow works and uh it looks amazing <laughs> like uh, lg should pay disney like 40 million dollars or whatever just to own like the the absolute rights to that movie and just give it away with every tv cuz it is just it is the best demo for hdr and black levels that you can you can see it's really good
1: yeah i I remember thinking that when i saw it in theaters maybe i've made the joke on the show before
0: but i yeah i remember thinking like
1: man i can't wait to watch this at home
0: <laughs> and it's supposed to be the opposite like you want this movie theater experience screw that i'm going to watch this on an albeit slightly smaller 55 inch tv but that where the the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the the contrast Ooh. all right yeah so so thank you uh yeah th- thanks Thanks, but uh, yeah, August Smart Lock, pretty good. I, I I wish there was a nicer version of it. Like I don't know, like the 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 cheap feeling is the only thing that still kind of ruins it. It just it, it doesn't it doesn't feel as solid as you'd want. Yeah, That's just
1: I it. I my you know, I'm what I'm starting to think is going to happen is I actually don't think the current version is very old, so maybe maybe this won't happen for a little while. Like another year or two, but you know, the, the, I don't know. I actually don't know if this ever got confirmed at WWDC. This, this was the rumor leading up to the event, which was that as part of iOS 12, Apple was going to unlock the ability to, well, pardon the pun, but use NFC to unlock doors. And they were going to open that up to third party apps. And my first thought when I read that was, oh, August is totally going to come out with a new version of the lock that like now also works with NFC. Um, and presumably, if and when they do that, they would probably use it as an opportunity to refine the hardware as well.
0: Yeah, well, like that's that's the thing where I'm... So, okay, let's, let's broaden this out to smart home stuff real quick. So I... Th- I I'm t- like I have a whole folder on my phone of just apps that I I I, I don't know if they will continue to get updated and lockstep with the iOS releases like I I I don't like smart home technology that just adds another app to your life without adding like a clear like value proposition and that was that's what I was worried about and really skeptical when you were talking up this lock because like having to unlock your phone and open up an app Wait for it to load and refresh, have some cloud component that may or may not be working at the time, just to do something that used to be like just the most manual and like time tested thing in the world, kind of like using Hue lights before you informed me that the there was the dimmer switch thing like it, like an app based lifestyle for so many things is actually not better and in a lot of ways is, is so much worse so but I guess this is part of what I'm getting at
1: though with the auto lock and and auto unlock being so key because I have both of those turned on and because then in situations where that isn't applicable I just end up using Siri I don't ever open the August app I can't I don't remember the last time I opened the August app like I don't I don't ever I don't ever interact with the lock software it's all just kind of happening either on its own or through a light touch voice interface
0: (laughs) Oh, that was phrased very clinically. That was fun,
1: um, and that's you know that they, I, actually the Hue lights are another good example. Like, and then I would put harmony into this conversation too. It, like the the voice control stuff is really what does it. Like if I was always having to fumble around with different apps, like no way. Like you want quick and easy access to that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I think hmm, or, I find or it, have it be automated. Yeah, I find it really interesting that that. um and this also goes, and this is also thing, uh, something on the list. Like, is that you're very into the the voice command stuff, or that you you have kind of like uh, the the Echo product of family or family of products is like like that has become a central focal point to like the way like you, you do stuff in your house, mm-hmm. which is which is really interesting because for for me like for the Hue Light stuff, it's like I actually like the fine grained approach that software can provide but it's that you can like program it to the switch. Like specifically when you told me about the iConnect Hue thing and how you can use that to more, configure the dimmer switches in a more advanced way. Like that's amazing. Cause I like the fiddly software for that type of stuff. But the fact that it can now be distilled into this thing that's always on the wall and that it's a better, more enhanced version of something that's existed forever. Whereas like a lot of times I actually don't, Unless I'm carrying like um like f- five tote bags of groceries in the house, and luckily now I won't have to fumble for my keys because the auto unlock's going to do it for me. Like I don't want to talk to Alexa to uh, turn on my lights. I don't know. I just find I, I find that difference interesting.
1: Well, that's well. Hmm. I mean, that's uh, you're right. I mean, but I think that's where there's the balance between voice commands and automation. So, like, for example, and I unfortunately, because of some weird wiring here in the house, haven't had the chance to like fully set this up yet. But um, the smart switches that I've installed one of and will, you know, hopefully install more of here shortly have an integration with the Xfinity uh, security system that we have where. You can command certain lights at certain times of day to automatically turn on when you disarm your system when you get home. So, like, things like that is where, like, with smart home stuff, what you don't want to end up in a situation of is, like, constantly giving the same voice command over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, again, like, the lock is such a good example of that, where... Like, if I was every time I came home, if I had to tell Siri to unlock the front door, like, no way. Like, that would not be a better experience. But because 98% of the time, like, that's just happening automatically without me thinking about it, that's what makes it great. And then you, you got to do that stuff. You got to do that with like smart light stuff too. Like, in the apartment, um, and again, due to weird wiring here at the house, we haven't been able to recreate this yet. But like, in the old apartment, like in the bathroom we had one of those motion sensors where like the Philips Hue light would automatically turn on when it was dark like automatic things like that are are huge yeah that makes sense um and i think you know apple i think tends to agree because it based on you know the whole Siri command thing it seems like that's kind of the direction they're going with smart home stuff as well they didn't make it a like a smart home specific thing but clearly You know, that's, I think, going forward, I would imagine most of the time they start talking about HomeKit, that conversation is going to have Siri commands as part of it.
0: Well, yeah, specifically with Apple, I think it's just they've been trying at this same thing for like literally every every year for the past five years has been like, this is the year of HomeKit. And they keep just kind of like scaling back, like they keep to like redesigning the wheel every time they try to figure out why HomeKit hasn't caught on so i i I think Siri shortcuts is is a really smart thing, but I think most of that was actually just a confluence of them acquiring workflow, thinking this is a cool way to appease um power users and the people that want automation, and also an easy way for them to improve Siri without having to improve Siri
1: i think i was I was calling it Siri commands wasn't i Siri Siri shortcuts
0: oh yeah whatever yeah close enough uh so yeah anyway so. Uh, the the, the lock is great um i I will leave the auto lock feature on i appreciate you clarifying uh how it actually works that that um because the the way the reason i didn't think it worked the way you're telling me it does is that i was like well then how do you how does my door not keep unlocking because like my my desk and like just like me being in my living room like that's like my apartment's not that huge like wouldn't it just basically leave my door unlocked all the time because it always thinks i'm near it but no, that makes total sense that it only unlocks once when it's within Bluetooth range once you've entered your like little home zone thing.
1: Well, and I'll tell you the really, really smart thing it does, which I wasn't 100% sure this was going to be the case. And it might have been a deal breaker had it not been. But it works exactly like you'd expect it to with multiple people. So for example, if I get home and you know, then the door auto locks after I close it, if at any point while I'm home, if the lady friend comes home, the auto lock feature works for her as if no one was home, which is, you know, exactly what you want it to do.
0: Didn't you have an issue with uh, the canary related to that? Like, it it wasn't good at coexisting with two people? Well, no, that no,
1: it, it, was, it was literally just sometimes the canary just didn't detect that you were home or not. <laughs> so, I mean, it was an issue whether you were just, it was one person or multiple people.
0: Got it. Do you still have the canary or that is no longer because of Xfinity Home? Um, it's called? No,
1: I, I do. Um we don't we don't have it set up, but um but I I think once we have things organized a little bit better, we we probably will. But yeah, I mean it's less necessary because of the home security system.
0: So related to the to the um uh echo harmony hub skill thing you were talking about. So did you see the stuff about the the Fire TV Cube? Um, why just just the review that you
1: sent over? Yeah,
0: yeah, this is this is this is interesting and kind of weird. Where there's there's been the Fire TV Stick and a few other products from Amazon, kind of trying to compete with Chromecast and the Apple TV, and they've made the Fire TV Cube, which is a combo Echo Dot and Fire TV Stick. And the thing is, while it still has the same kind of Amazon remote thing. Uh, it's encouraged like that the user use their voice for most commands, and most reviews say it's not like you just get really tired of talking to your to your device like this is maybe the type of activity that is just not suited for so I wanna get your opinion on because, like you have been an advocate for the harmony hub elite or whatever it's called um because it has a fairly functional um echo skill or whatever it's called, right. But, but I, I have the same concerns of, I just don't feel like talking to the thing all the time. And then that just gets annoying after a while. So what, so what's your current setup and wh- why do you like that?
1: So we, we use the voice commands on a very limited basis. So we typically use them to turn the TV on, to turn the TV off, and sometimes to switch activities. And then also sometimes for play-pause and then that's, you know, that's about it. Like we don't really use it much to change channels or change the volume or search. Um, so we're only really using our voice, again, maybe two to four times a TV session. So it's not like we're doing like everything with our voice. And I I think, I think it probably would be a little weird to try to do everything with your voice and it would ultimately not be better. So, like when you sent this review over, that was kind of the thing that I pushed back on, which was it kind of feels like what they're describing is something that's a little specific to a review environment where you're kind of just trying all of the different features out back to back to back in a way that you probably wouldn't in real world use. Like, as an example, if you want to watch a movie on this thing, I presume you, you know, turn it on maybe with your voice. You perhaps search for the movie with the voice with your voice and you and you say "Play," and then that's kind of it, so that's like three commands, which I don't know doesn't seem very onerous to me, so I don't know i'm i'm a little I'm a little skeptical of exactly how applicable the experience they
0: had was to real world real world use, yeah, maybe I don't know like well let's that's, that's think so the way you have the harmony hub set up, so I guess so you're saying that you still probably are using the remote for a lot of stuff if you're only using it to change inputs
1: or turn on the TV right oh totally yeah and that's having having that good harmony remote is key like you wouldn't i don't think you'd want the hub and then have a shitty remote that goes along with it like you want you want both the good remote along with the hub
0: but then I guess why even talk to it at all? Like if you're, if you're turning on the TV and like you're going to sit down and you're still going to have the, t- the remote in your hand to change channels and stuff like that, like why won't you just tap the button that starts the activity that you want? Because
1: turning the TV on as you enter the room, like so we have the, the remote on a charger up by the TV, kind of like behind the TV. So being able to turn the TV on as you enter the room is really useful. And then conversely, being able to turn the TV off as you're as you're kind of walking out of the room, very useful. Hmm. Okay, definitely not in the category of things that are necessary, but
0: um, very convenient. So you so you're never saying, "Hey, canister assistant, uh, change the channel to ESPN two HD or something."
1: Occasionally. Like that. Oh, well, but hmm. but also harmony is pretty smart. Where what you can do is you can give channels nicknames.
0: <laughs> the sports box. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, you could do that, but you can also, you know, you don't have to specify, yeah, like HBO West or anything weird like that. Like it shows up in the guide. Like you can just call it by its natural name. Yeah. Or you you can hmm. you can say numbers too. You can say you know instead of saying you know, change a channel to ESPN, you can say change a channel to, you know, 724 or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, lastly, rounding this out, uh, I forget who was the... Where Where did this number come from? Uh, but the, the the headline is only 6% of smart speaker owners are using them to control smart home devices. Which sounds like probably the right number.
1: Y- yeah, I, I guess you kind of like in the home pods defense i i've always thought that that was probably one of the reasons apple decided to focus on music was because we in the t-word circle way overestimate the amount that people are actually using these things to control other devices this but even with that like i don't know this percentage actually seemed a little it feels lower to me than i would have expected
0: i think and this is the other thing with the with the um with the august smart lock is like there's another bridge like i think like that's just too like this is that's just beyond most people not like not in terms of beyond capability but i think beyond patience and like just of like the threshold of like this might be convenient i just think most people don't care and i think that's why um amazon with the the new versions of the echoes actually building like i think what is it zigbee or z wave one of those hubs it's actually or like bridges is built into the echo itself. And I think on one of the bundles they actually like ship a light bulb with it. Like I think that eliminates the friction for so many other people. But if you for some weird reason end up buying a home pod, like and you then think okay, like I want to I want I like I don't know, I want to upgrade my apartment. I want to go I want to do some Joanna Joanna style stuff. And you go buy like Hue lights or a bunch of other things like you have to go figure out what a bridge is, download an iOS app, update its firmware, do all this stuff, and then somehow figure out a way to start talking to your cylinder to get it to do stuff. I just think for most people that's just not happening.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um I think initiatives like HomeKit have done a lot <clears throat> around consolidating the software side of this stuff and actually even like the Xfinity uh home security system also does a nice job of like the August smart lock integrates with that. Um so the software side's getting better where you can largely use one two apps to kind of control everything. But the hardware side, man. Yeah, like I'm so I've I'm trying to think about this now. So I have a bridge for my smart switches, I have a bridge for the Philips Hue lights, I have a bridge for the August smart lock. There's a bridge for the the home security system. I think that's, I think that's all of them. Can't even keep track of all of them, but like, yeah. So four, four bridges is like, that's, that's uh, kind of
0: crazy. A bridge too far. You might say, uh, um,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, one might say that. And then, and then, nowhere. and then immediately end this program. <laughs> <sighs> uh.
0: No, no, they'll, no, they got, they got to wait. They got to get the promo code for Squarespace. Um, um five, 5 to 4 was pretty good. I liked that one. Oh, I should be I should be writing these titles down. <laughs> yeah, Birch Snow. Um Okay, can we talk about just real quick the uh, cuz again, we never make it through more than one or two of our actual topics. Can we talk about the MacBook keyboard real quick? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, in a vindication of uh well, let me uncollapse the thing. Um of Casey Johnston. Who the outline, which is that thing that Joshua Topolsky made, and I'm, I'm not sure anybody reads, but the one story they have been all over is Casey Johnston writing about the uh, designed defective MacBook Pro butterfly switch keyboard. And I, even John Gruber put that like she has owned the story for more than like more than any journalist she's ever seen or he's ever seen about something like this. But yeah, she's been following the whole story, and this week finally Apple admitted or they they did a quiet release of a repair and replacement program where, uh, as they describe it, Apple has determined a small percentage of keyboards in certain MacBook and MacBook Pro models that may exist one or more of the following behaviors. So it talks about like the sticky keys and all that kind of stuff or the fact that they don't work right if you get some dust in it. So they're extending the warranty by four years um, and you are entitled to a refund if you paid for out of warranty service to fix this issue with any of these computers. So it just seems like like having to have reporters like just like doggedly write about like a clear design defect for years when you think about like the fact that the original like ultra thin macbook one port computer shipped in march of 2015 like three years of shipping a basically defective keyboard design without a peep like is in just continuing to charge people six hundred dollars for out of warranty repairs to replace the entire top half of the computer, just seems crazy.
1: Yeah, it seems more often than not on the show, I I tend to defend Apple a little more or try to see the other side of it. But but with this, I'm I'm with you. The the, the keyboard thing's ridiculous.
0: Well, and because in both both Casey and you brought up, like, a really... Like, you... And I, th- I think we both kind of wondered a lot, but you brought up the point, like, so did they fix the design? Like, if... And that's the thing where she didn't get an answer either. Like, did they wait this long? Because, like, they were just working on trying to find a way to make a keyboard that fits into that same enclosure that doesn't have these issues?
1: Yeah, when, and, and what when I wasn't... I wasn't implying, like, oh, they're, you know, basically came up with, like, a whole, a whole new keyboard, but rather... They did one of those, and this happens a lot, where the manufacturers make like little subtle changes to their hardware, but it's not like they don't like announce it or anything. It just they just build it into the supply chain, and then just models pass a certain point have whatever this changes. So I guess yeah, I kind of figured that maybe that's what was happening here, but I guess there's been some subsequent reporting that sounds like no, it's it's nothing's changed, and so when you go through this program, they they just literally like replace your keyboard
0: with the same thing and just hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah. I apologize for so much reading directly from articles today, but this is, this is my favorite paragraph of the month. This almost makes a terrible month worth it. Apple did not immediately return a request from this reporter for comments on whether the repairs may now be on site at stores to shorten the time customers must be without their computers, whether the keyboard design has changed, such that a repair may eliminate the problem rather than prop up a faulty design or whether Apple anticipates releasing updated hardware that is not so prone to failure at any point in the future. Perhaps their keyboards too are broken. Mm. Mm. Like a a burn of the decade, like Bravo. And is is that quote? Is that
1: from the outline article that you sent? Yeah, me? That, yeah, okay, yeah, That's that, Casey Reddit. Or basically, yeah, yeah,
0: She she asked like, is is anything actually fixed? And there were, there was no no answer, and because she had to go through like four of these things, and like and that's not uncommon.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and so so not answering the last question, I get that, but not addressing the first two questions she's asking, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, like you. I mean, you you could always lie. You could just say, "Yeah, we've tightened up our manufacturing tolerances." Just start to say some bullshit, but like, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like Apple's secrecy thing, man. Like, I don't, I don't expect them to do like a whole Samsung Note Seven thing, like, "Oh no, we 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 really messed up," or like go all Wells Fargo on you and do a bunch of fake apologies. But I don't know. I guess like what's bad with the keyboard too is it's not like this is some
1: design that everybody loves and you kind of universally agrees is an improvement, but it but it has this kind of like defect to it. It's it, it has the defect, but it's also a design that basically everyone hates slash kind of
0: lives to. Uh, I, oh, you you've I've, come around on it. I've come. I still think the keys are too big, but I'm actually coming around to it. It's still too loud, but it's so yeah. It, I mean.
1: Very much a first world problem, but when you're in a public setting where people are using their laptops and people have these new MacBooks, mm-hmm. you can—I mean, you can literally hear the keyboard from like a mile away. It's bad.
0: It's—it's—it's it's, it's like, yeah, it's a loud. key Yeah. Again, I try to—I try to type courteously and that and that kind of stuff. But no, it, there's it only is, so much you can do, though. Yeah, I mean, hell, even makes you want to switch to an iPad. Hmm. Let's not go that far. I mean, sometimes you got to get work done, man. <laughs> uh, let's not start that again. <laughs> um, all right. So that, yep, that's it. And then, lastly, Apple's releasing some new headphones. German had another uh, good scoop related to why Air Power is or, uh, why Air Power is taking so long, and also that they are releasing new higher end AirPods uh, that might involve noise cancellation, which i am very interested in
1: yeah I, I continue to not really be interested in air power but am very interested in whatever apple's thinking about with the next version of airpods little skeptical of how noise kind of isolation would work on a on a headphone type like that but
0: um, it, it, it feels like they would like it would eliminate the the tininess and like instant convenience of the airpods right like if they had like foam thingies or like like power beats or bose soundsport style like ear grippy things
1: uh but of course i think we were both famously skeptical very very skeptical i would even say of the original airpods and have both come to love them so you know most definitely willing to willing to see what apple will do
0: last thing a uh, uh secret theory about why air power was announced with alongside the iPads. Apple for their own pride just literally could not bear to say, Oh, buy Mophie's charger. They, they had, they, they released it way, or they announced it way earlier than they needed to just because they, they wanted to act like they were adding value and they didn't want to like be seen as a company that dragged their feet on wireless charging for four years just to say, use somebody else's charger.
1: Yeah, I mean could could be, but I, I think it's more likely that they thought
0: it was closer than it ended up being. Yeah, maybe. Alright. Uh what's it called? Chef's corner? Uh yeah, let's do it. Alright,
1: what you got? So I mentioned earlier in the show that we would come back to this point about black levels on uh theater screens, and this is this is what I meant. So uh I as I also mentioned earlier, the lady friend and I went and saw the new Jurassic World movie uh earlier this week, and we we got to see it in one of these Dolby cinema theaters. Uh, they've got one of them at the the Metreon in San Francisco, and there's a handful of others throughout the country. Um and you know, the, the pitch here is it's basically Dolby's latest technology uh both on the screen with the projection system they're using and with sound and the sound thing is funny it's that's actually the first thing you notice even when you walk in like there is just a, an absolutely ridiculous number of speakers in this theater like it's it's almost comical um like the basically the entire side walls are just speakers um but yeah so yeah so it it was overall a a really good experience um i would say the the visuals actually maybe just because i'm spoiled with the oled I didn't find those to be dramatically better. And in fact, they have like this little trailer thing that like plays at the beginning that kind of highlights some of the benefits of Dolby cinema. And one of the things they call out is the black levels. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it I, I could see what they were doing, but like, I don't know. It didn't make a world of difference. I didn't think
0: you were unimpressed. You know,
1: like, Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was clearly better, no doubt, but I don't know. I was like, yeah, okay. It's marginally better. Um, but what was really neat is the sound. Oh man, like it's yeah, it's it. I I don't know if it's just directly Dolby Atmos or if it's something that's like built on that. But um, just the directional nature of the sound. Um, and then I, I I could see you kind of cringing at this, but I I promise it, it's it's better than what it sounds like. So the the seats the seats which by the way are incredibly comfortable. They're like these really high end. Uh, recliners where you can like individually adjust the leg and the back support they're really cool um so the seats don't move but it's almost like each seat has its own subwoofer because during particularly loud moments or sequences your seat kind of vibrates but again not like in an obnoxious way and not in a way where it's like doing it like throughout the entire movie, they, they, they seem to do it fairly strategically and it ends up really kind of adding this kind of cool effect. Um, so overall it, it's something that I, I wouldn't because of the extra cost related to it, I wouldn't recommend seeing like every movie that way, but, um, every once in a while, I I think it'd be kind of a neat way to, to see particularly like an action movie. And I, am glad that we, you know, got to experience, uh, it, this first time here, and I think a movie like Jurassic World was the the perfect candidate for it. So yeah, kind of kind of neat,
0: cool. And what'd you think of the movie itself?
1: <sighs> I've I've, I've <laughs> I have surprisingly complicated feelings about that movie for a for a Jurassic you know park movie. You kind of walk out of those knowing what you're going to get. It was it was a very very different movie than I expected, which I I don't think is necessarily a like a bad thing, but I I've I'm conflicted about how I feel about it. So it's a very, very different take on that type of movie, which is kind of cool. Like I'm kind of glad that they went in a different direction, but but yeah, hmm. not enough male actors. Well, I don't, I don't get that reference.
0: Did you see the thing earlier this week? There was there was some blog that published a thing stating uh, there were too few women, uh, there were too few men in Star Wars in the new ones. Oh god, really? Uh it it was in in a in a week of terrible news, it was literally the dumbest thing. Ugh. Uh it was it was pretty it was pretty good. Mm. Uh all right. Well, anyway, I'm 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 sorry I, that yeah, it's a bummer that the movie wasn't as good, but that the experience was overall pretty cool though.
1: Yeah, I would I would say that if there's a movie you want to see in theaters that happens to be shown and I the other thing I'd point out is they churn through movies pretty quick in there like the Incredibles 2 was actually on that screen but only for like a week, maybe not even a week, and then they sw- they flipped it over to Jurassic World. So like I I don't think they keep movies on that thing very long. So your your window to be able to see a movie that you want to see on it's probably pretty narrow. Uh but if but if the stars align and you're able to see one on there, I I'd, I'd recommend trying it at least once. It was pretty neat. Cool. All
0: right, my my pick is pretty pedestrian. Um it's a podcast called uh, The Unmade Podcast, uh, which is uh, two guys. Uh, one is uh, he's Brady Aaron, who is an Australian that lives in the UK, and another guy, Tim Hine, uh, who currently lives in Australia. And uh, I only mention that because the accents are good. But uh, it's a, basically a podcast that is dedicated to uh, coming up with ideas for podcasts you'll never make. And it's surprisingly interesting and funny, and uh, people should give it a shot. Hmm yeah um it it's it's very enjoyable and like it's just like real some of it's like really thoughtful but a lot of it's just in really goofy and funny if people need a good uh like feel good or pick me up podcast they should give it a shot and oh one thing i do want to mention i uh, do you have any podcasts that have worked themselves out of the rotation for your podcast debt issue the the talk shows largely um out of the rotation now okay that makes sense. Uh, like I like I encourage people because I recommend a lot of podcasts on this show. People should drop the ones that aren't that interesting to them or that have passed their prime, like something like a uh, radio lab and a few other ones that I used to really, really like in, in the old days and planet money is kind of getting there too. Uh, it. You just got to got to cut your losses. It's going to prevent you from enjoying other stuff.
1: I have also occasionally um, been listening to podcasts at work. I've been kind of given that another try. Still, still mostly doesn't work for me, but there are certain situations where maybe I'm doing something a little more like repetitive at work. Plus there's like a couple podcasts that I want to listen to that I don't necessarily like need to, you know, pick up every word of. And like under those circumstances, I can kind of do it. And that that's been a good way to at least get caught up on some podcasts. But, but yeah, that, that largely still doesn't work for me.
0: Got it. Oh one thing i would do want to bring up uh the vatican is the uh washington d c of europe <laughs> that'll that'll fit right in it completely did